0: Welcome to Faith
1: and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocation, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacey Galeno. Hey, everybody. Such a delight to be back with you again this week. I'm so, so happy to share with you the show that we're going to be having today. It's Talking, we're going to be talking about a family's journey through dementia. And it is a family problem. We tend to think about the person suffering with dementia, the most commonly known form being Alzheimer's, but it is truly a family journey. And so I actually want to bring on my beautiful co-host with me who's going to know something about this story, Erin Franco. Hey, Erin. Hey, Stacy. It's a pleasure to be here again. Always, always so happy to have you sitting by my side. Well, you know, Aaron, as I was saying, there are so many uh, people, I believe, who are, have been touched by forms of dementia. I know I have. I have a, uh, two, two family members who have, um, are deceased from Alzheimer's in particular, um, but there are many, many forms of dementia, and as, as you know, I know that you know, it affects not only the person with the condition, but also family and loved ones as they struggle to adjust and to adapt to this condition that is very sad. It's like there's a book, uh, you may be familiar with it, Aaron, uh, it was about Ronald Reagan and his journey. It was called The Long Goodbye, and that's in fact mm-hmm. what it is. And it's an ongoing, changing, progressive condition. And it changes on every level, and everybody has to adjust to this new family architecture, if you will, and the suffering, the cross of dementia. It's a physical problem, an emotional journey, a psychological journey, and a spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, numbers of suffering with any form of dementia, they're just staggering and they're growing. And I, you know, that's a focus for another show. But I guarantee you at any time, any one of us within our listening area is going to be touched by this, one of these tragic conditions in that area, in that world of dementia. And for the most part, they have no actual cure. And there's certainly a lot of ongoing research. Um, one of the other problems is there's not not real clear methods of diagnosis, and that in and of itself can be a source of suffering because we want to know what is wrong with our loved one. So if you're looking today for practical resources and things of that matter, please do email me here at the station at escalino at org. I'm happy to, to share with you what, what I know and what I have access to. But today... We're going to focus more on a personal journey and how one Catholic Christian family is walking this journey one step at a time, infused with their beautiful Catholic faith and their love for one another, a faith that was taught to them by their parents. Now, Erin, our guest today is a very special, special guest, and I know that she's extremely special to you. So I'm
0: going to have you introduce her, if you would, please. Oh, what a pleasure. Our guest today is my mother, Dr. Lucy Berryhill. Uh She is here talking about our family's journey with my grandfather um, um, having dementia over the last few years. It's really come to light, and I have really been um, blown away as I've watched my, uh, my mom, in particular, um, has had to do a lot of a lot of the changing, a lot of the leading on things, and she has walked so well. And I think that she has a lot of wisdom, um, very humble wisdom to offer everybody today on the topic.
1: Well, and I I also want to echo that and so much more watching this journey from the outside looking in. It is a great, beautiful, sad, bittersweet um, journey, but one that gives me so much hope and is teaching me so much. So welcome Dr. Lucy to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Can we call you Lucy for the show? Absolutely. And you can call her mom. That's okay. (laughs) Mama. That's right. So as you know, we always start our faith and good counsel with prayer. So let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come by the means of the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your most beloved spouse. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of good counsel, pray Pray for for us. Jesus, I trust in you. So, as I was saying, I've been so privileged now, Lucy, for several years to, to watch your family as you very bravely and courageously walk this cross. And I have to say, I've been so touched time and again by the virtue and just the everyday holiness with which you all are walking this journey. And, you know, personal witness is so, so moving. And that's why I wanted to talk with you today for the benefit of our brothers and sisters in Christ who may be suffering a similar journey about the ways in which your Catholic faith has informed you and sustained you throughout this journey. And this journey is still ongoing, right? Because your dad Your dad is still, uh, still, still with us that, that, and I, I want to make this point too, you know, we, the human person, we are created unique and unrepeatable by name. Uh, God knows us before we were ever born. And when a person has dementia, you know, there's some common thought in worldly, a worldly view that that person is gone. That person is still there. Oh yeah. They have a condition and you can attest to that. And I know you will during, throughout this show, but. I'd like to just first ask you, tell us about the family that you grew up in, Lucy.
2: Um, well, I'm, a, I'm from a family of um, seven, mother and father and five children. Um, we grew up in a small South Louisiana town. My father was a, a prominent businessman in that town. Um, we uh, were raised Catholic. We all went to Catholic school, um, had a just a kind of a Mayberry kind of experience growing oh, up, small Mayberry. town, oh, um, a lot, lot, lot of love, a lot of love in the family. Yeah. We, uh, were related to quite a few people in the town, you know, a small town, everybody's either related or knows somebody that, uh, <laughs> you know, good, bad or otherwise, but <laughs> yeah. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful, uh, way to grow up. Yeah. And, uh, parents were absolutely devoted to one another. Um, and they loved us, and we never doubted that. And you just ever. knew that, huh? And what oh, a yeah. gift!
1: What a gift to know that you are, you were, and are loved. So Absolutely. so beautiful. So, you know, I've I've certainly uh, come to know your parents, obviously in their later, more aged years. But what I've seen is this beautiful love that exists between them and their their relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe how the family was structured. Is it more of a, a traditional family? Very loving, traditional kind of family. Yes.
2: Yeah, very traditional family. Uh, My father was uh, the patriarch. Um, He was the leader of the family in in every way, spiritually, um, financially. um, Just every decision was basically he had the final say-so. But that that gave us a a secure security growing up, knowing that dad was always there. He was always taking care of us, and every decision he made in his life was for our benefit yeah. and the benefit of our mom. Our family was just was um, was very very important to him. The most next to God, the most important thing in his life.
1: Yeah, and though and though we will talk about where he is today, there are still vestiges of that. In the midst of the confusion, that still comes through because I see it. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. And about your mom, just very quickly, a genteel, gentle, loving, nurturing, beautiful woman that I've come to know. So I'm um, remembering her in this journey as well. Did I yes. Did I miss anything, Lucy? No.
0: No. I could just Thumb's crawl in not. her
1: lap and suck my thumb, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but we digress okay so i want to know take us fast forward um from this beautiful very catholic faithful family upbringing what alert first alerted you that there was a problem how did this journey begin
2: well i I mentioned earlier that my my father was um you know the patriarch um he um, he took care of everyone he took care of our family he took care of uh um, his business, he took care of, he had 45 employees, he took wow. care of them. And he was just, you know, he was the go-to guy. He was the St. Joseph. Sounds yes. very much like St. Joseph. And, um, you know, he never talked money with any of us. It was um, kind of a taboo subject. We, we uh, didn't even go in his office. Ah, um, boundaries. Okay. There were boundaries. And you knew what but, they were. And we knew what they were. We were very comfortable with them. Um, and... I guess when we first started realizing there was a problem, um, it had to do with with money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dad always, whenever we went out to eat, he always picked up the check, and you know, was a very generous tipper and and that type of person. And it was a very subtle thing, but but profound. He started to take the check. He would put his credit card in there, and then he'd he'd um, pass it to my husband or myself and he'd say, You figure out the tip. Yeah. That was totally unheard of. of. I mean, for us to you know, talk money or have anything to do with money around him. Um so that was a very subtle but telling. Um and then one year, about six or seven years ago, my dad came to me and said, I need you to help me get my tax receipts together mm-hmm. for the accountant yeah you you really you, you could have picked me up off the floor wow. I, I was totally shocked because I never even went in his office much less looked at any of his files or yeah. or, or receipts or anything like that so and, that and I asked him about it I said you know are you having a problem and he said yeah I am. I'm having a problem. He admitted it. Yeah. Um. And he wasn't
1: sure really what it was. He's still to this day. He's never really been Yeah. very aware, it sounds like. He
2: He, he just said, I, I can't seem to get this organized. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I'll help you. And yeah. that's when it kind of all started where, I, you know, I started to gradually take over helping him with his finances wow. at that
1: point. I'll tell you what, well gosh we've just barely gotten started it's already time for a break Mm -hmm. but when we come back we're going to talk about you're you're beginning to tell us slowly that the the roles and the relationships in the family are going to begin to change and adjust and so we're going to pick up with that after our break you're listening to faith and good counsel i'm stacy galino here with my co-host erin barry hill franco with her mom our special guest dr lucy barry hill we'll be right back
0: Catholic Radio for your community. This is your station.
1: Catholic Community Radio is here for you. If your church, group, or organization is having an event or gathering, Catholic Community Radio would like to help you spread that word. Email all the information to events at catholiccommunityradio.org. That's events at catholiccommunityradio.org. Just one more way that we are Catholic Radio for your community. Everybody, this is Faith in Good Counsel, and I'm your host, Stacey Galino, here with my co-host Erin Berryhill Franco with our lovely, beautiful special guest, your mom, Erin, and my dear friend, Dr. Lucy Berryhill. Welcome back, Lucy. So, and we're talking about your family's journey through dementia. Um, and you're you're just telling us this wonderful, beautiful Catholic, holy family, not perfect, none of us are perfect, but a very holy family, right? And you were just telling us that there are some changes that were happening. It had to do with numbers and money, and that is a very common beginning, vague kind of symptom when someone is beginning to suffer with any many of the forms of dementia. Um, And let's be clear: your dad has not received a diagnosis of Alzheimer's. It is an unknown, a non-specific type of dementia, but there's very much overlap, and it's progressive and significant. Yes, so um, very similar to Alzheimer's, but. The condition that he has is a a moving somewhat, you know, with an unknown target. And here you are, these roles are changing. You've got dad coming to you with a role that you've never been asked to do before, admitting that there's a problem he's not able to take care of. That had to be very unsettling for you and for your siblings. And I know... And and with any family, there can be differences in opinions and how to handle things. This this is uprooting to the family structure. You know, how – can you talk about some of your experiences with that and some of your – maybe your emotions that have come up, um, your feelings and thoughts, and how you've processed this over time?
2: Well, I mean, initially it was shock. Yeah. Just total shock. Um, um, The family certainly – Made a lot of phone calls back and forth. Like what's we,
1: going on? Yeah, wow. have you
2: talked to Dad lately? Yeah. You know, have you picked up on this and picked mm-hmm. up on that? Lots of lots of communication. Um,
1: and there are five siblings. There's five, five. siblings, okay.
2: and we all live. Um, we all live in different cities, but and in they, Louisiana. But in uh, oh, well, one no, in Texas. one in yeah. Texas and one in New York. Oh, that's true. That's um, true. Well, so anyway, but you know, as you know, as we've grown and matured and had our own families you know siblings tend to separate yeah. we don't yeah. we aren't as close right. you know and but this this whole experience brought us close together Amen. very quickly Amen. we started talking not just weekly or monthly but daily and um, had a big family meeting um, with with the siblings and with my mother. Yeah. to, to kind of try to strategize and try to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um,
1: everybody was pretty on board with understanding we have a problem. Because sometimes there can be a family member or two that is in denial or what have you. Did, did most everybody ultimately come to the understanding that we have to do something, we have to be realistic here? Yeah. It took some time maybe.
2: I don't think anybody was in denial. Okay. I think everybody recognized there was a problem but on how to handle the problem, there were differences. there were conflicts and differences
1: as you would as there always are. But Lucy, that's one of the beautiful things that I've as I've gotten to know your family and I, I, I like to think of myself as part of the family. Um, I just well, you love are. you all so much but every family has challenges And one of the things that has moved me so deeply is I've watched this beautiful adjusting, virtuous adjusting, of your family, of your extended family, not only your n- nuclear family with you and Dr. Brett and Erin and all of her siblings, but your extended family with your siblings, your mom and your dad. And what's striking to me is is how you have all kept to the commandment of honoring your father and your mother as each new situation has arisen. Even with the conflicts, ultimately you come to consensus and make a decision. And I just wonder, are there any, how does that happen You know, I guarantee you someone listening wants to know, how does that happen? Because we're suffering not only with suffering the loss of our loved one and who they used to be, but fighting amongst ourselves and what have you. What are some guiding principles that you all operate from that that help you to come to that consensus or come to the agreement?
2: Well, um, we were raised to honor our father and mother, and we certainly um, have. Yes. And, And that's been tantamount in this whole process is you know what would dad do in this situation mm-hmm. he was such a great example to us mm. and and still is uh, and and of course our mother's right up there with with him yes. and so when when it got to the point where dad really wasn't capable of making good decisions yes we would say okay mom you know we would defer to her yeah we want to know your wishes and desires, and we want to honor those. Wow. Um, and she's she's been a rock, just an yeah. absolute rock. So we've always, I guess, when it, it wasn't about the five of us and somebody thought we should do it this way and somebody thought we should do it that way. You know, we did have our differences, but ultimately we all look to our parents yeah. and our mother, primarily over the last few years, about, for guidance, okay. Right. And what she came back at us with is, you know, I, I need you guys to come up with suggestions. Mm-hmm. So each one of us brought something to the table. and But ultimately, it was what was best for, for Dad and what was best for Mom. Amen. Just to, to honor them.
1: Amen. I, I really hear so much virtue, Erin. I know you you mm-hmm. do too. Um, I hear selflessness, I hear humility. I hear family communion. I hear deep love and respect for the way families were structured, our domestic churches, the way that Christ structured the family in a Trinitarian manner. I'm hearing it in action. I mean, and I'm
0: watching it in action. It's so, Mm -hmm. so incredibly beautiful. You know, and just watching my mom and my aunts and uncles go through this the last several years I've really been, um, I've really realized how it's part of parenting, how you, what you teach your children, how you, how you move through these kinds of situations. And in particular, watching my mom work with her siblings and work through things with her siblings and work it out. And, you know, when they haven't agreed sometimes has been, um, really powerful for me with, with my own three siblings, just, you know, little things that come up, just realizing what the bigger picture is that, um, that unity is uh, something to strive for. Forgiveness, um, just forgiveness above all things, and not really getting focused on on one thing or one slight on you or or whatnot. And um, so, I've just really been impressed with that with my mom. And I did want to ask you, mom, just kind of moving forward with your story. So, what happened for a few years was that um, my grand and papa stayed in their house. Mm-hmm. in South Louisiana, and y- y'all really, that was their wishes, is they wanted to stay in their house as long as possible. How did it start coming about that, um, that you moved away from that or forward from that when, when the situation started to necessitate a change?
2: Again, we, we let our mother guide us, and uh, she's in her mid-80s now and is, um, has always been in pretty good health. But her health is starting to decline, and we could see um, on our weekly visits there, we could see that decline, mm-hmm. and it, it became apparent to us that our mother couldn't keep up this 24-hour care of our dad because his, his dementia was... Dec- he was also progressing. He was, he was progressing, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, more physical things were, were becoming apparent and she just was having to take care of him 24 hours a day and she had some help but it was still the burden was on her 24 hours a day so it became apparent and we we prayed about this and when we met together we we would pray together and and just ask God to to let us know when it was time to think about nursing home care or assisted living and it just it, he did that for yeah. us it just got to the point where we could we could recognize that our mother wasn't able to do this anymore, and so our counsel to her was, "Mom, we're not going to force you to do anything, but but we've investigated. These are some options for you as far as taking care of Dad, and you know this is what we recommend. And you waited for
1: her, yes, is and what you absolutely.
2: Honey. Let let her have the final decision, and so she thought about it. And she came up and visited a few of the places and then at you know, several weeks passed and then she called us up and she said, I'm ready, it's time. Wow. And it was just that quick.
1: Beautiful.
2: And and really God opened the doors for us because the the place that we wanted to have him was uh, had specialized dementia care and yeah. it's a wonderful place. Yeah. Um, and they have a long waiting list. Mm-hmm. So when I called them up, I said you know, we, we really need to get my dad in there. And they just then had an opening. Oh,
1: Holy Spirit. Holy Absolutely. Spirit Absolutely It
2: was, and within three days, oh. we had him moved in.
1: Oh, and it's been an adjustment for everyone. You know, one of the, there's so many bittersweet things. There's so many sad things, but there's so much beauty in the story. One of which that strikes me is the, the maternal beatitude with which your mother took care of your dad being in ill health herself and took care of every need which is so incredible what a what a testament to commitment and love and family communion but i you know in our last minute or two here lucy can you come up with or think about share with us your one that comes to mind out of this tragic situation some of the gifts and the beauties that have emerged
2: certainly it's it's brought our family closer we've um when all this started, uh, we started to visit our parents a lot more often on a weekly basis. And we, and we kind of rotated through. We have uh, three sisters and a, and a brother who are physically able to get here um, to South Louisiana. And just getting to spend that extra time with our parents, which we probably wouldn't have done if mm-hmm. Dad hadn't gotten mm-hmm. sick, mm-hmm. has been one of the greatest blessings of my life. I, you know, I had gone literally years just seeing mom three or four times a year, but now I see her religiously once a month, and, or more, and and we have had such wonderful times together, and with dad too. It's just, it's really been a a huge blessing. Wow! It
1: it, it in the bit, and you hear that, folks. That is Catholic virtue speaking, and I'm I'm trying, I'm fighting <laughs> back the tears actually. Just, just being with these beautiful women and thinking about your mom and your dad and how wonderful they are. Lucy, any any final practical wisdom, guidance, tips in our last minute here that you could
2: offer? Well, I think uh, we always looked at assisted living or nursing home care as, a f- you know, we, we kind of looked like, well, that might be a failure on our part oh, of taking yeah. care of our dad. But it's turned out to be, quite the opposite my dad is absolutely thriving he's happy um my mother's health is getting better um she's she's happy and she gets to visit him regularly it's that whole situation i think you know i think we did it in god's timing but don't be afraid of it yeah because this has been um it's been a good thing for my father and my mother and for our family
1: and where Christ mm-hmm. is, there's peace. And I see yes. that I sense that I intuit the mm-hmm. peace from you. That amidst this cross and the struggle, there is great peace. And, uh, and I know you have so many more pieces of wisdom that you could share um, with us. But we're running against the clock, as you know. The clock always does run out, doesn't it, Aaron? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would like to ask, you know, for our listeners, um, if you're listening and you've had a similar struggle I want to ask um, all of us to pray for you, Lucy and Aaron, and I. You will be assured of our prayers, and you pray for the for the Barry Hill at all family, um, for Lucy's mom and dad who are truly living out the, this this beatitude of the holy family, very much taking care of one another from a very young age, raising their family all the way now into the end. This beautiful long. Goodbye, sad goodbye, but a beautiful goodbye. Um, You know, we don't know how it will end, right, Lucy? But it's certainly, um, certainly a very holy path that that you all seem to be on. And and I just want to thank both of you. I know this was a very difficult topic to talk about, Um, and and I know you, Lucy, to be a very, a a gentle, uh, recollected calm peaceful soul and maybe not as talkative as me so i know this was an extra uh, grace for you from christ for you to to have the courage to be here and i thank you for that because i'm sure that someone listening needs to hear this so again prayers for all of you dear ones it's such a an honor for for aaron and i to be with you each and every week and to bring you topics that hopefully will touch your heart and and uh, bring you closer Christ if you have any questions or further need you know you can always email me here at Escalino at Catholic Community Radio dot org so thank you once again for being here with us on faith and good counsel always such a pleasure thank you Dr. Lucy All right. God bless bye bye everybody Pox Christi y'all until we see you next time may God grant you his peace
0: Amen, amen amen